Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. We are so excited that today is our 20th episode. So thank you to everyone who's been listening and recommending our podcast to all your friends. And we love seeing it all over social media, how much you love our podcast. Um, today 20 we- episode, like 20. And it's my birthday. It so is. Like, birthday. I feel like this has just come full circle. And currently we've had 1.5 so like 1,500 total plays um, on our podcast, which we started that. When did we start this? June 24th is when our first episode dropped. Um, so it's pretty crazy, like about two months old, right? And already like 1,500 plays. So um we still love it before we started it. And the reason why it took so long for us to get started was we were so worried about not enjoying it um, after a while. And like, we didn't want it to be work and it really has like opened some new doors for us. And um, we've really loved like getting connected with people that we maybe wouldn't have. So yeah, like Brianna said, thanks for, thanks for listening. And it really just started as something that we had always wanted to do. And I think it's become more than we ever thought possible. We thought, you know, maybe our friends will listen to it. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully some friends will listen, but yeah, it's been really good. Um, and it's just really nice to, I think some of my best thinking is when I'm sitting down with ag teachers and like thinking about, Uh, different content and like brainstorming and Brianna and I always do that on the phone and we always come up with these crazy ideas so it's fun for us to sit but it's even better seeing people implementing some of the things that we share and we also love giving a platform for our friends uh, because we have a lot of really cool ag teacher friends that have a lot to offer to ag education and so that's been fun to I don't know create this platform for them um, to, to brag about themselves because I think we need more of that, especially during this time. But so we do want to give an update before we go into today's content about the hundred mile challenge that we have been participating in. Um, Brianna, we are like almost done with the hundred mile challenge. What were, what are your thoughts for the whole thing? Well, it's definitely been some fun, friendly competition, and it's been a um, very good cause that our money was going towards, but I'm ready to maybe tone it back a little bit with <laughs> with the miles. <laughs> yeah, so as we record this, it's August 30th, uh, so this will post on the 31st, and it ends the 31st, right? That's when we're done? The midnight? Yeah, midnight right. on the 31st. Um we are currently 20 miles behind and it goes in like waves where we would be 20 miles behind and then all of a sudden be 10 miles behind and uh sometimes we'd be ahead and so it's been brand's right it's been fun i know that like it has pushed me to do way more than i i have in the past um and 
I, I feel like I'm in a little better shape now, you know, cause I'm out there and been enjoying the, the weather and, um, it's been fun, you know, to walk the countryside. <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to Altail's podcast, like their recent episode, I'll look at the episode number. You need to go listen to it because they also recap how they feel this has been. <laughs> and it's pretty comical, I will say. Yeah, I would say they, they do a good job of explaining how we actually feel about the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's it has been fun. I'm looking forward to still, you know, walking and running and all of that, but doing it because I want to and when I want to, not because I feel obligated to do so. I think one thing, so their episode is uh, episode 31. So go to Al Tales podcast and listen. It's hilarious. And they mentioned about how time consuming it is. And it really, it really is. Uh, I mean, I think I knew that before, but when you are walking, like Brianna is sometimes walking 20 miles a day, like that is so time consuming. Um, I kind of do this circle in the country, like from our house through a cornfield um, and, a, you know, around uh, in Morton County here. And that's a six mile loop. And if I'm just walking, that's two hours of time. So to think about like how much stuff could be done during that two hours kind of makes me anxious <laughs> to think about what I should be doing, but I'm walking. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Especially because school started now and yes. um, I've run, I've run a couple marathons and that's always the hardest thing is the training of like, it's almost like a part-time job because you have to figure that, you know, I'm a slow runner or, you know, a slow walk or whatever. It's like an extra 30 hours a week or whatever, when you really get into it that you have to find in your busy schedule. So yeah. Yeah. And that's been pretty, I'm, I'm excited to be done. And we said at the start that even if we lost, like we just wanted to give them a run for their money. And I think we did. I mean, for us to be two of them, they say that they have humidity in Hills, um, to their disadvantage, but I feel we started school a couple. Well, basically I started the 19th and with in service the 17th. And before that we had a lot of time to, you know, we, we had flexible time, right? So we could stay up super late, get our miles. And if we needed to now that's like, you know, we need to go to bed at some point. So that's been harder to get some of the miles in. Um, personally and we me. have humidity too and here in Wapaton where I live we also have West Nile so I can't <laughs> be outside between the hours of dawn and dusk yeah so really <laughs> Lewis did mention about how unsafe it is out in the country uh, and I don't feel like it's unsafe here I mean my brother-in-law feels like I should carry my my Glock with me just in case there's a mountain lion. And I feel like if a mountain lion wants to chase after me, I guess maybe I'll get more of my steps in. I, don't know. I was just going to say, it's a great way to get miles. <laughs> yes. It would very quickly catch me. Like it would not be hard, but yeah. Uh, in their episode, Lewis talks about how unsafe it is and tells a pretty good story. 
But yeah, so Brianna has like, you know, dog-sized mosquitoes with West Nile currently in Wapaton. Right, and I can only do so many miles on the treadmill and wandering up and down my hallway, so I, can't, I think we have a treadmill, no way. Like, how people do it on a treadmill, like, those people are superhumans, because I, I think I run 10 miles, and I look down, and it's a mile, if I'm lucky. Yeah, maybe a mile, right? No. And I'll be on the phone, I'll watch movies, listen to music, it doesn't matter. I, it just, the treadmill is not my friend, which I want to keep up with this. Like, like you said, I really have loved like the motivation to, to get going. Um, and I think, I don't know, at least eight miles a day is, is pretty solid. You know, when you think of teaching for eight hours and I hope to like keep to the, you know, that eight to 10 and continue to do some more running than I have in the past um and hopefully work up to a 10k is my goal uh but knowing that winter is coming here and <laughs> knowing knowing that I have to become friends with my treadmill is like ugh. right well and I think that it kind of segues into a lot of people have been asking like advice for new teachers and this is my number one piece of advice that I also that I actually got from uh, Dan Spellerberg here in North Dakota when I student taught with him. Um, I, when I student taught, would go to the gym like every day after school. And he always told me like, don't give up on those things that you really enjoy doing, whether it's working out or reading or whatever, once you teach. And I think I really have given up on that. Um, so this has kind of given me the motivation to keep up with that too. And it's something that I really need right now. And I think a lot of us need right now with COVID teaching. Yeah. And for those of you that know me, you know that I work a lot of hours and usually I'm at the school really late, but because of this challenge, you know, I would leave at five o'clock from the school, which is not normal. <laughs> One teacher actually last week was like, I came looking for you. And I was like, I actually left. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. I left willingly. <laughs> so right? you um, made time for yourself. Yeah. And I'm excited to like, maybe like you said, tone it back from, you know, the 12 plus miles that, you know, we're trying to do to, you know, the eight to 10 and just leaving school and coming home and maybe going out and doing, you know, my 5k and coming home. And I, I have noticed that I feel more refreshed, uh, and so I think you're so right, just finding your thing and maybe walking and running isn't your thing. And I might change my tune when it's negative 30 out and I'm on my treadmill, but um, right now I'm feeling really good. I mean, we, which this is crazy, we did, so this was a 100 mile challenge and our goal was to try to just beat them and get the most miles. But right now, between Brianne and I, we've done 682 miles in one month Brianna did most of them but well, we've done quite a bit too There's but I mean like over, yeah it's crazy to think it think of that and prior to us signing up her and I were both like we we'd love to sign up for the 100 mile challenge but we'll never get 100 miles and then we thought of the idea to challenge owl tails and that's what we needed to get us going and they always say that habits it takes you know, so many days to build a habit. And now I just 
subconsciously think you need to go home, go in the house, eat a snack, go for a walk. And so then I come home a little more refreshed and usually I'll listen to a podcast or an audiobook or call friends that I want to connect with. So that time isn't wasted. Although sometimes I think of the things I, you know, the grading that has to be done. But like you said, put those things aside for a little bit. And I think it's really helped me. Yeah, for sure. And they'll still be there when you come back. Yeah. I'll tell my principal that when he's wondering why I don't have grades in. (laughs) But no, so they're at 702 miles. uh, So we're 20 miles behind them. But we have tomorrow. Maybe none of them will walk tomorrow. (laughs) We can only hope. No, but I mean, it has been not for lack of trying, you know, we've been, we've been walking and working really hard at it. But um, the other part of the episode that we want to talk about today is Nikki's ideas on limited um, idea, which is perfect for this time in teaching because it's great for virtual or in person or hybrid or whatever weird combination of the three you have. And it is her flat fiddle die. So Nikki, if you want to kind of explain what that is all about. Yeah, so last March, like many schools, we were, you know, um, teaching to survive <laughs> and uh, teaching online. And unfortunately, the school that I work in, we weren't, not, not to our fault, we weren't really prepared for that. But, you know, in a small school with a limited budget, you know, we're not one-to-one. And um, there, there are just some things that didn't lend well to that. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, we worked together as a team and got that figured out, but you know, that distance learning was really hard and I don't know, some people did a rock star job at it. I really struggled, but I am a face-to-face learner through and through. Like I did not do well at ITV classes in high school, (laughs) in college. If I had to take an online class, I did not do well. Like I am face-to-face. So it was really hard for me to transition you know, cause we tend to like gravitate to teach towards how we like to learn. Um, I don't know if you find that in your own classroom, Brianna, but I, I like to teach the way I like to learn, you know, and it was really hard to replicate that environment online. And the one thing that I really was working on during that time was continuing to build those relationships. And we weren't online a full 45 minutes per class period. So it was very short. So checking in with them was really nice. And I had so many kids that were telling me like the cool things that they were doing. And I had some juniors and seniors that were, were working. And rather than, you know, look at that as a barrier, like, oh, hey, student, you should be in ag class, not at work. Or why are you logging in at work and not paying attention completely? Uh, you shouldn't be working. I wanted to use that, you know, to my advantage. And they were doing some pretty cool things. So the Bitmoji craze, I don't know, uh, has been going on for some time. And, you know, prior to getting huge with the Bitmoji classrooms, I thought doing SAE visits with them could be really fun because we really didn't know what the outlook of the rest of the year was. And I just wanted to use that as an opportunity to do some supervised agriculture experience visits and continue to make those connections and then turn around and use that information to brag about the kids and what they're learning. Because 
they're, they're still learning, even if it's not coming from me. So I created flat fiddle die and I took my bitmoji and I printed it and thank God for my sister. If she's listening, I owe you. Well, she knows she, she's taking care of me my whole life. Although she's my little sister, she cut them all out (laughs) and laminated all of them. I'm pretty sure her husband and my niece helped, and my niece helped to get them done in like a day. So like 50 some bitmojis. So I love you all if you're listening. Uh, And I turned around and then mailed those to every single kid. We had packet pickups. So if you have a packet pickup, I would suggest that. Um, But the timing just didn't work for when they needed these and when the next packet pickup was. So we mailed it to them and they got a little letter that basically said, Hey, uh, here's flat fiddle die. Um, please take her on adventure during your distance learning. She wants to learn all the great things, uh, that you're doing. And I also included not just SAE, but things, um, that they enjoyed hobbies, uh, things that, you know, we just talked about the things that we like to do to keep, you know, to keep, uh, the stress level down. And so I also wanted to see those things for my kids too. No, I just think it's a really cool, cool project for sure for your students. And I think all of your students are looking for a way to, to share some of the cool things that they're doing. And we don't always give them the opportunity or, you know, it's like, oh, share a fun fact in class. Well, they might not want to share it in class, but by getting to like share it with you in like a cool way or a unique way, I think gives them a, a, you know, a platform to do so. Yeah. And it was so, I learned so much about my kids that I don't think I would have. Uh, uh, so they, they took this bitmoji with them and they had to Uh, take pictures of my bitmoji and them doing different things and they weren't required to be in the photo but my bitmoji was and so they were basically taking my bitmoji along and kind of teaching her uh, and journaling what they were doing the best part is and in the files you're going to get lots of great ways uh, that you can modify this Uh, and Brianna and I have sat and brainstormed um, and so there's a huge list of things to modify to this project, but uh, they just journaled in, in a Word document. You could easily do a video journal through like Flipgrid, or uh, if you're an AET user, they could easily just journal right into AET. But some of the highlights, uh, there's so many great ones. Uh, let's see, one girl, I did not know she loved playing ukulele. She actually has three of them. And so she took a picture and journaled about how she loves playing ukulele and how it's a passion of hers. And so she focused on her hobby um, of playing ukulele. Uh, One senior boy was working with his dad and redoing, like putting up sheetrock and doing a bunch of like work like that in a a shop building. And so he, you know, connected the skills that he learned in ad class and how he's applying that, you know, working with his dad. Um, let's see, some of my other favorites. 
we had a girl who found um, some kittens out in some bales. So she actually took them in and uh, she did a lot of um, like Bitmoji blogs uh, or journaling as she cared for them. So, you know, talking about um, feeding them and caring for them and, you know, all of that was pretty cool to see too. So just, it was a huge range of stuff, but it was just so fun. Um, even one, one of my seniors, uh, she did, she was eating breakfast in one of her, in one of her, uh, journal entries, but she connected it back to agriculture and how, uh, what her dad does on the farm puts that breakfast on her table. And I was like, that was not where I thought any of this would go and not even an example that I gave the kids, but it was so cool to see how creative they got. And I got to see parts of them that I don't think I would have seen in the classroom. So it was, it was so fun. So you, you mentioned that list of brainstormed ideas. Do you want to maybe highlight like one or two of your favorite kind of modifications for this. I know that the listeners can look at that file too, but. Uh, yeah. I mean, you and I like got, there's a huge list here and I think there's even more. Um, but I think one of my favorites and, uh, you know, keep in mind, this is not the way we did this, but it's doable is, you know, a lot of schools right now, whatever mode you're teaching in, um, whatever you're calling it. <laughs> it's not normal. Um, so some of the normal things have to go. And one of those things is careers uh, and going to different businesses and doing job shadowing, internships. Uh, those things aren't probably happening uh, places now because of the pandemic and changes that schools are, are doing to keep their kids safe. So you can easily send your Bitmoji to businesses within your school district and they could do the same thing with your Bitmoji. So for example, you know, I live in coal country, so I could give my Bitmoji to my brother-in-law who works at a coal facility and he could take my Bitmoji around and take pictures of my Bitmoji doing different tasks that they would do at the coal mine. Uh, and so videos are also good. So, you know, maybe, maybe a business takes the Bitmoji around and video records some of the tasks. And then you utilize that to teach your kids about those careers that they would have normally got to tour in person is one of my favorites. Yeah, no, that would be really cool. Or maybe each student is assigned a different business in town. Oh, yeah, and, and they have to write that letter to them. Right, and then, you know, maybe it's, okay, Monday is uh, our favorite listener, Whitney's day, and she has to um, showcase hers on Monday, her video mm, tour. I like that. Uh, and even just, you know, that kid writes that letter to the business and sends their Bitmoji and the, here's what we need from you, and maybe they have to check in with them later. So there's some skills there that they're learning. I really like that. 
See, maybe they have to write a thank you card afterwards. Yeah. You know, so there's how to write a proper thank you note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really fun. Um, I mean, modify it how you need to. I I think I mean that wasn't even that wasn't even written down, you guys, and we've already thought of that. So, um, find something that works for you. I think there's a lot of cool ways you could do this in your elementary schools. You know, I know many ag, ag programs do a lot of outreach with elementary schools. And thankfully in, in my situation, we're connected to our elementary schools. So even with the pandemic, we have the ability to continue doing some of the stuff that we normally would, but I know a lot of programs don't get to. So how could you use those bitmojis to then teach elementary kids about ag in the classroom so maybe you have those SAE kids take the elementary teacher's Bitmoji around their different SAEs, and then those kids um, would then watch those videos. Um, could be just a modification there uh, if you're looking at, you know, involving um, some ag in the classroom stuff. Uh, in the FFA world, you know, you could easily um, do like a flat FFA officer. So, you know, send your FFA officer bitmojis to different programs around the country, you know, get on that ag ed discussion lab, ag teachers share, ag ed buddies, and send a request and, and get a list of, get a list of ag teachers where you can send that to. And maybe those then send you like a program tour to see how agriculture is different and where those those FFA chapters are and even just how their schools are different could be super fun. Yeah, I just think that there is, you know, a huge diversity around the country. Like how cool would it be to have um, you know, your small town FFA chapter Nikki and Center pairing up with one of the schools in you know, Chicago or some of the metro areas, St. Paul, you know, all those different areas that a lot of students might not think that even have ag programs. Yeah. And I, I think this is fun too, because even when things go back to normal, because they will, I'm optimistic about that, this can still be done, you know, and this is something we do get asked in education, you know, after the pandemic, what are things that you implemented because of the pandemic that you will continue to do? And I think this is one of them uh, because it is so fun and there's so many ways to modify it. You know, I did get some concerns from teachers, um, you know, like, I'm not sure if I want to give my Bitmoji to students, like, what are, what are they going to do with it? Um, and you don't have to use your Bitmoji. Uh, I think like we are the center Stanton wildcats. I could easily print a, you know, wildcat um, mascot picture and they show the wildcat mascot around rather than my Bitmoji. So you can easily change that up too if you want to. Uh, that could be a, a cool thing. Uh, this is basically a spinoff of the Flat Farmer project um, or Flat Stanley project is, you know, the originating um, idea of this and people have since modified it. So uh, basically just get creative and, and find, find a way for you to use it during this time to help you make those connections with your kids. And I, sometimes I think with any project that's similar to this or, 
kind of arts and craftsy in that way. A lot of teachers have hesitations because my older students won't like this. You know, this is, this is great for middle school. I think this project is great for any age. And I think you found with it for you too. Look at all the cool things your seniors did. I'm sure they got really into it because it was something different and it was something fun during online learning that they could be creative with. Yeah. And I mean, it was I, I, kind of low key and um, lower stakes, you know, and they, it was a stressful time. And so for them to get to kind of talk about themselves and kind of brag about themselves was really cool. Uh, you know, I had a kid who was working at the local mechanic shop and had a lot of great pictures of him doing different tasks, um, things that, you know, I hadn't even got to see uh, in his SAE yet. So skills from a year ago that he had gained, uh, which was really cool. And it really was great to start to have that conversation with those freshmen that I didn't know a lot about their SAEs uh, or just themselves in general. You know, we, there's only so much time in the day and some kids don't, you know, share as often um, as others. And so this was a really like low key way for them to share uh, in confidence with me some of the things that were, they were doing. And I would post those pictures on our program Facebook page and kind of highlight the work that they were doing, uh, which was really cool. Um, got to see a lot of horses and, you know, animals that I didn't even know some of my kids had, which was really fun. So uh, in the files, you're going to find so many resources, uh, some example photos that, um, that I took to help my kids, the letter that I sent, and the journal. I also include my Ideas Unlimited supporting documents page, uh, as well as I struggled, I don't know why, to find like a normal looking Bitmoji. And after I sent this out, I, all you have to do is type in pose and you get some pretty normal looking ones. So I took a screenshot and put that in there. So you can see how you can find like a bitmoji where they're like standing with their hands to their side or something. Mine is waving. You'll see that in some of the examples too. But uh, in the supporting documents pages, you'll see some of the things that came from this uh, that I didn't expect. We uh, were actually highlighted by KX News, which is a local news station about the creative ways that ag teachers uh, we're using to kind of connect with their students. Uh, and you'll see other um, examples from my kids and their, and their little blogs that they did um, and how creative they were. No, Nikki, I think this is such an awesome idea for any time of the year or any time um, of teaching. Like I said, whether we're whether we're virtual or in person or just so many awesome mod modifications you can make. And I'm just excited to see what the listeners do with this and um, how they modify it to fit their program. So if you do this project, I would love to see you post it on social media and share with Nikki and I, so we can yeah. see all the awesome ways that you changed it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 
And I think that's the best part about sharing with others is because then you get to see what they can do with it. And it might, you know, their modifications might be an improvement and something that I might've said, wow, I never would have thought of that. So yeah, please, please share, look at the other modifications in the document. You know, we didn't talk about all of them, uh, but find a way to use this and, and get creative. And uh, I, I just hope that you share it so we can see the impact that it has. Um, yeah, but we will put the link for the folder in the show notes so you can find that and make sure that you like here by the owl podcast on facebook and instagram if you guys have any future topic ideas or you would like to be a guest on the podcast make sure to send us a message on facebook and instagram and we appreciate you uh, listening to this episode <laughs>